Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. And I do thank you for passing a word about this time together. Uh, We've had more people join us of late. And so that's exciting. So continue to pass the word to your family, your friends, you know, all your social media stuff. You can just put a link to the podcast on there. And that really, really, really helps a lot. Okay. So all we do on this, just remind you, if you're new, is we just simply look at the word of God. And usually in less than 10 minutes. And I chose that because that's about how long it takes to drive from one side of where I live to the other side, (laughs) the little town I live in. And, uh, you know, it gets to where you can grab this and listen to it while you're driving to the grocery store or perhaps while you're getting ready for the day or perhaps while you're winding out at the end of the day, whatever. So we just look at what the Scripture says. We're in the Gospel of John, uh, the 15th chapter. So let's look at the end of the 15th chapter here. We're about done with it. I'm going to back up a couple of verses to help set the context from the last episode. In verse 20, and Jesus is speaking in all this. Verse 20, Jesus says this to his disciples. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. Verse 21, but all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. Verse 22, If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. 23. Whoever hates me hates my father also. So just to recap, he's letting the disciples know that they're going to undergo persecutions in the same way that Jesus has and what he's about to go through, which they are unaware at the moment. But he's saying, you know, the service is not greater than the master, so don't be surprised by this. If they listen to me, if they give heed to me, then they'll listen to you, okay? If they don't listen to me, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to persecute you. Now, verse 24. <clears throat> if I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my Father. And so he's speaking, particularly at this moment in time, to those who have rejected him. Yes, of the populace as a whole, okay? but particularly the religionists. And particularly the Jewish leadership that had caused so much harm to Jesus and had resisted him at every level. He's really addressing them point blank. So Jesus is now saying, they have seen me, they have hated me. When they did, they not only saw me, but they saw the Father. They not only hated me, they hated the Father also. Verse 25, but the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. And so this is a quote from the Old Testament and Jesus is saying that what they did right here was fulfillment of the Old Testament. Does that mean that they didn't have any choice and they had to do it that way? No, 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 no. There were many of the religions that believed. There were some that were believing at this time. Okay. Uh, We've seen that already. There were some that were believing and that might have even been sort of forthright about it. Nicodemus was saying some things, okay? There were some that were believing, and the Scripture tells us that they did not come out and let anybody know because they were fearful of the leadership, okay? They were fearful. But there was some uh, 
who totally did not believe, and that's who Jesus is addressing. And he says, <clears throat> this was to fulfill the law. And what the law said was, they hated me without a cause. Now, verse 26, but when the helper comes, the helper, but Jesus had already spoke of the helper. He'd already told me that, that there would be another one of the same kind that would come when he left, that the Father would send through the Lord Jesus another one. And that other one is the Holy Spirit. And earlier he had described some things about it and actually named the Holy Spirit. Well, now we're about to learn something about the Holy Spirit. When the Helper comes, whom I send to you from the Father. So you notice the Holy Spirit comes from the Father, but the Lord Jesus is the one who's sending, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And we do so well to remember that. <clears throat> if we are functioning in lies, okay, if we're not being forthright, then you're not functioning with the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. So we see a little more about that relationship between Father, <clears throat> Son, and Spirit. Okay, the Lord sends the Holy Spirit from the Father. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father. He will bear witness about me. The Holy Spirit will bear witness about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit dwells within each and every true believer, okay? Within each one of us. If you're a true believer, you have the Holy Spirit, verse 27. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Now, obviously, he's talking to the disciples right there that had been with him from the beginning, and he's telling them, you're going to bear witness of me. Okay? You're going to do these things. People are going to see and understand about me through you, but it's not just because of you, okay? Not just because of you. It's because you are dwelt by the Holy Spirit. I, I love the different translations of verse 26. Like King James says this, but when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father... The New American Standard says, when the helper comes. The English Standard, when the helper comes. The Lexham, verse 26, when the advocate comes. When the advocate. And each one of those uh, words is valid. Each one of those translations is valid. Okay, it's not that one's superior to the other. But they, uh, in our English language, they do uh, connote certain nuances, do they not? Uh, you know, comforter is one thing. Helper, okay, I understand, I understand. Advocate, an advocate is one that goes forth for you on your behalf, particularly within a, a, a legal understanding of things. Folks, we need to remember that as true believers, okay, as true believers, you, we are not alone. We're not abandoned. Jesus had already told them, I will not leave you as orphans. Here's where the problem arises. And the problem arises in that there's so many people who are religious, so many people who are church members, so many people that do good deeds and go about their religious lives, and yet they're powerless. They're not comforted. They're not helped. They don't have an advocate. And the reason is they're not truly saved. They're not truly saved. They're not saved in the way that you see in Scripture. <clears throat> yes, they may have joined a church and have a membership, but they're not saved. They may have been baptized. I don't care how many times you may have been baptized as a uh, an infant, you may have been baptized as a child, as a teenager, and as an adult, but you really have not been saved because you have not believed. You have just gotten wet. 
Okay, you've gotten wet to attain organizational membership. Okay, but if you're a true believer, you have the Spirit. And my, why do we fear anything? Why do we fret over anything? Because we have the Comforter, we have the Helper, we have the very Advocate who is God Most High. <clears throat> again, I'm Dale. Thank you for being with me. I'll see you again next time.